Good morning, Dad. Good morning, Hal. It's another great day in America. It is snowing here. It is a great day. It's snowing here in Pittsburgh. It is, but we still love Pittsburgh. We still love Pittsburgh. We still love America. Absolutely correct. So, speaking of America, Whoop, this here is we actually... Go. Here we go. Go ahead. This is a topic that has definitely been in the news lately. All right. Um, and from personal experience, I am basically surrounded by gun-toting family members. And so today, including our topic... Me. Including you. In my jacket. And today's topic is on guns oh okay that's a serious that's a great topic okay yeah. go ahead okay so the first question is when was the first time you shot a gun age 12 303 in british infield i bought it rifle i bought it from boys life magazine it came from california and they shipped it to me at a box to my house in the bronx what made you what was your, I guess, um, desire to get one at such a young age? Because I, at, at the YMCA, the NRA had a safety program for rifles with air guns. I took that in and I learned how to shoot a rifle safely. And then my family had a 138-acre farm property in upstate New York I went to every summer. Yeah. So I knew if I had a rifle there, I could shoot woodchucks with it. So at 14, you owned 12. a gun. 12, 12, excuse me. I owned a gun. You and no one gun. in my family knew that I even ordered it. Didn't have to. At that time? Yes. Wow. British um, Enfield 303. That's awesome. Paid, I think, 16 or $18 for it. That's crazy. My newspaper money. Okay, so what about um, you were a police officer, New York City police officer, transit cop. While you were... Transit cop got that bomber the other day. They yeah. Transit division locked them up. Nice. While you were a police officer... Did you ever pull out your gun? Once. Tell me about it. Well, that's police shit. That's not. You want to hear that stuff? That's... Yeah, it's police shit, but people want to hear it. I got to condense it. It's a long story. All right, condense. Uh, so they, they were called the Maxi Code Robbers. Okay. Mutt and Jeff team, the tall guy, short guy, wore Max, the tall guy wore Max coats. They were robbing people at knife point on the A train between the Bronx and Manhattan. And they had robbed, I guess, about 11 or 12 people. And I was at 145th Street in Harlem. And the train pulled in, and this gentleman came up to me and said, I've been robbed on the train. I said, where were you robbed? He said, I was, I was robbed up in the Bronx at Knife Point. Hmm. He said, they got my wallet. I forgot how much money he had. He said, I, went, you know, I said, okay, I'll take the report from myself. Are you willing to stay here? And identify them and charge them if I can find them. He said, yeah, but I was robbed in the Bronx. I said, yeah, but can you describe the two people that robbed you? So he described two, two male African-Americans, Mexico. So I said, look, these people have a pattern. They've been robbing people. I said, I think when they get done, they're not staying in the Bronx because their neighbor is white. I said, they're coming down here to Harlem. I think they'll stay on the trip. Uh, they'll wait a couple of trains, come down and get off right here. Okay. I said, are you willing to wait here with me? See if we can identify them. He said, sure. I said, okay, step back. So when the next train came in, I stood right at the middle point. I went up to the conductor. I said, don't open the doors until I tell you. So I went down the train from front to back, seeing if there were any guys in African-Americans, Mutt and Jeff, tall, short guy, yeah. with a maxi coat on. None. So, okay, open the door, go. Well, two trains came in, went and checked it out. Third train came in. Sure enough, there's the two bros with the maxi coats on. Wow. Standing at the door waiting to come out. So now I 
I told the conductor, don't open the door until I tell you. And when I got the guy, now the door, the train's at the stage, doors are closed. And when I got the guy, so he could look on angle, I said, is that these absolutely? I said, get back behind the pole. You stay here. Took my gun out. I, told, I get whistled to the guy, opened the door. As soon as they stepped out, I put the gun right in the guy's ear because I was scared to death. Right? Pulled the hammer back. I said to him, you're under arrest for his armed robbery. I said, if either one of you guys move, you're dead. I know you got a weapon on you. I said, I'm more scared than you are. I said, my hand is shaking. If you jerk, you do anything, your brains are blown all over the place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, anyway, you got to understand, white cop in Harlem, okay? Yeah, I get it. I get it. White, white complainant, completely I get surrounded. It. I get so, it. in the meantime, I'm on my radio yelling for help. Yeah. So down, come the, down comes everybody. We locked the guys up. Took them away. The detectives, because that's a big-time arrest. They took the arrest. So, like, oh, these were serial yeah, they, they robbers 11, or whatever. They had robbed 11 people over a period of a couple of weeks. Wow. So the detectives took the arrest because it was a big arrest. Yeah. Okay. But I got credit for it. A couple of days go by. I'm in the office, and uh, uh, an older couple came in. Older, probably younger than I am now. Came in, and they asked to speak to me. Yeah. And I came out, and I said, "Yes, can I help you?" They said, "I want to thank you for not killing my son." What? They, they, they said my son was in Vietnam, came back all messed up on drugs, and he said, "He said I know that you could have possibly shot him, and you didn't. You restrained yourself." I said, I want, they said, I want to thank you for saving my son's life. That's amazing. What a great story. Though. Only time I ever pulled my gun. Only time. Yep. And never, I guess, had to shoot, you no, know. absolutely. I never pulled my gun out again ever since then. Yeah. I got a gun today to pull it out. Yeah. Hmm. So, again, more about guns. All right, more about guns. Let's talk about the Second Amendment a little, hmm. right? What's the purpose of it? So, what? let's. I'm going to read it to you, All right. right? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. You know what that's about? So let's talk. Like, do you, what is that, that about? That was about because the founding fathers were always afraid that the government become so powerful right. and, and overthrow or people try to overthrow the government. So it wanted the people to be armed, not against criminals yeah. or protecting their property, but against protecting the government. Well, another another country coming in tyranny. and taking it over tyranny. Right. That was the purpose of that. Also for self protection, but the biggest protection part was against the government. Okay. Yeah. So yes. now we use that. Second now we amendment. use the second amendment for the right to carry a weapon and keep a weapon in the house. Absolutely correct. And do you think the founding fathers would be like, "Oh man, we made a big mistake"? No, absolutely not. No. Do you think? Well, think about all the countries. The first thing socialists do right. when they come into power is take away the guns. Yeah. The, the German socialists do. They were called the Nazis. The Russian socialists do it. The the Italian socialists do it. And the socialists in this country, the first thing they want to do is the same thing the socialists did in Europe: is take away the guns. Yeah, it's true. Um, what do you think about uh, with training do you feel like there should be like hands-on training a course or is it just our right to carry a concealed weapon mm, good question a it's all right okay but i think i think it would be good if everybody who did carry a concealed weapon went through a training course Online, in person. No, no, in person. <laughs> no, I, this is bullshit. I'm, they push some buttons. Oh, well, that's say, what I'm, I'm get out of bullshit, Fuck this online right? shit. Come it's got to be a hands-on kind Absolutely. of training. Yeah. Uh, what about background checks? Simple, Absolutely. complicated? No, just a background check, period. 
But everything, if the federal government, the department of the military or the veterans don't put in the information like that, that military guy that shouldn't have had a weapon had one, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. As long as all the data is inputted, then we should do better. Do, uh, the, the, the information will be there. So when a, a, ba a background check is done, it can be done properly. Right. What is your opinion on open carry versus concealed carry? Kind of like well, open carry is BS. Okay, open carry is BS. Open carry, please. If if let's let's get real about open carry. All right. If a six foot three, a six foot four, three hundred pound African American man who's never been arrested before, got a big bushy hair and a beard, is carrying an open concealed open weapon because he can. It's open carry. How many times in a day do you think nine one one is going to be called? My nephew. I, I didn't want to say that. Sure. I described my grandson. Sure. Right. Exactly. That's why not. That's why open carry is BS. Concealed, yes, and you get a license. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely correct. How do you? Or 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 yeah. an Arab Muslim American, law-abiding oh, citizen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Open carry. How it. many times a day would he be stopped? Yeah. He had. A, he has the right. No. Nah. Open carry is bull. Hope you carry the boonies, maybe, but nah. Not in today's. No, nah, in today's world, forget about it. How do you feel? So this is. A I bit thought this was gonna be serious. This is this is fun. All yeah. right, cool. What do you feel? How do you feel about the concealed carry respiratory res Absolutely, got to do it. Got to pass it. Gotta it's pass ridiculous it. not to have it. Ridiculous. Right. So Mike is a. He has. A you grant my grandson has a concealed carry permit, but he can't go he outside can't of Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah. To, in New Jersey, different. ridiculous. Yeah. But you have a permit because. Mine's a different. Mine's a but retired police officer, 50 state deal. It's different. It has nothing to do with. And only police officers have that. The more than 10 years service, yeah. Okay. And how often do you have to get it renewed? Good question. Every, every no. Every, it has or, to be renewed, and every year I have to requalify. Every year? Every year I have to requalify. So. If I have a retired federal, the state. Is set up a group. Uh, the state has set up a website where there's a group of volunteer um, experts on weapons who will qualify you for free. Yeah. But once a year, I have to be qualified on the weapon I carry. Which is good. And the background like. check done every year again. Okay. Now I'm not sure it, that might be something that's part of. We have to maybe that's a political negotiation. You make that part of the negotiation for the concealed carry being 50 states. Do you want a 50-state one? Okay. Then once a year you go for a background check. Once a year you go for, do you have to qualify? Yeah, maybe. That's I, I like the qualifying one for me because I think it's good. As my person, I'm 73. When somebody gets older, okay, you want to make sure that that person has the mental capacity to understand how to load it, unload it, sure. carry it safely, when to pull it out, when not to. That's all important. How many guns? Is too many for an average citizen, not a hunter. That's not my business. That's up to that person's business, what they want to own. Assault weapons. Should an average citizen be able to purchase one? You cannot purchase an assault weapon. Okay. You mean a semi-automatic yeah, weapon? Yeah, semi-automatic. Oh, but see, that's the problem with you lefty folks out there. You want to call everything an assault weapon because it looks like one. Right. No, it's a semi-automatic weapon. The press loves to call it an assault weapon. No, it's not an assault weapon. It's a semi-automatic rifle, okay, that's made to look 
like something else. Right. Okay. The, the motor, the, the, the car manufacturers make cars to look like racing cars, but are they? No. Do they look like one? Yeah. So average citizens should be able to have those. The semi a semi-automatic. Yeah, stop using the term assault weapon. Right. A semi-automatic weapon. Should they have a 50-round clip? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. 10-round clip, 50-round clip maximum. Yep. What do you see? And this is actually the last question. What do you? What That's do you all see? this. I thought this was gonna be. Uh, this is. Sorry. I thought you said serious. This is. I mean, it is a serious topic. That's a bullshit. Topic. I mean, it's, what it's is... not serious. It's serious because the left has has tried to make it so. It's not. It's a very simple topic. Yes. You got to write. Okay. Okay. It's a simple topic. They want to take that right away, like all the socialists did in Germany, all the socialists did in Russia, all the socialists did in Spain, and all the socialists did in Italy. And the socialists in this country want to do the same thing. So that is my last question. Where do you see the future of guns in America? I think that 50-state deal is going to pass. And then the socialists can stick this stuff up their ass that they've been trying to take away because they'll never get it away. That is listen to Lou, motherfuckers of the world. Absolutely. You, they motherfuckers better unite around this one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome.